Hi, I'm Father Greg Cleveland with the Oblate to the Virgin Mary. Now that we have an image of God's will, let's look at some of the conditions for discerning God's will, attitudes, and foundational practices that will foster good decision-making. St. Ignatius of Loyola, master of discernment, counsels two preconditions to dispose us to finding God's will. The first is to always keep my supernatural end in mind, the praise and service of God and the salvation of my soul. Everything else is a means to that end and should fit into that context. Second, Ignatius wants us to be detached and open to God's will. Often we have attachments to our own desires and agendas, and we would only like God to rubber stamp our predetermined projects. Ignatius counsels us to ask God for the grace of indifference to either of two or more good options so that we can be free to gravitate toward the choice he indicates. To achieve this holy indifference, we must avoid clinging to our own agenda, which is not easy. The difficulty of detachment is illustrated by the clever way that African hunters trap monkeys. They cut a coconut in two and hollow out the insides. In one half of the shell, they cut a hole just big enough for a monkey's hand to slide through. They then insert a ripe, juicy orange and fasten the two halves of the coconut back together. Then they attach the coconut to a tree with a rope, hide in the jungle, and wait. When an unsuspecting monkey comes along, it smells the delicious orange in the coconut. The monkey slips his hand through the hole and grabs the orange, but can't pull his hand, now enlarged by the orange, through the hole. Meanwhile, the hunters approach with their nets to capture the monkey. The monkey sees them approaching and could easily let go of the orange and flee, but it desperately desires the orange and frantically tries to take it along. This hunting system works because the monkey doesn't realize it cannot have both the orange and its freedom. We're a lot like that monkey. We'd like to have the freedom to follow Jesus while retaining our attachment to created things. Jesus invited the rich young man to sell all that he had and then come and follow Jesus. But the man became sad because he was very rich and attached to his wealth. So he went away sad. We may not be able to ignore what we feel attached to, but we can pray for freedom from the attachment and for indifference so that we'll be able to follow in freedom whatever God calls us to. Here are some further conditions that will help us to discern. We need to pray and develop our relationship with Jesus For St. Ignatius, everything in discernment centers on Christ. We must come to know Christ deeply, personally, and intimately so that we may love him more and follow him more closely in our choices. Ignatius dedicates the largest part of preparation for discernment to repeated contemplation of Jesus in the Gospels. It's in the scriptures that God communicates with us through his word. We also need silence in order to pray. There's so much noise, distraction in our world that keeps us from recollection and hearing the voice of the Lord. Silence allows us to hear the still, small voice in which God speaks to the human heart. 
Another way to come closer to Jesus is by receiving him frequently in Holy Communion. St. Thomas More, who was Chancellor of England, had a conversation with a colleague who criticized him for taking time away from his important work to go to daily Mass. More replied, Your reasons for wanting me to stay away are exactly the ones which cause me to go so often. My stress is great, but it is by Holy Communion that I calm myself. Many times a day I am tempted to sin. It is through my communion that I overcome. I have many weighty affairs to manage, and I have need of light and strength to do so well. It is in my communion that I find all this. Finally, it helps to have a spiritual director to help us make decisions. Spiritual direction is the help given by one Christian to another, which enables that person to pay attention to God's personal communication to him or her, uh, to respond to this personally communicating God, uh, to grow in intimacy with God, and to live out the consequences of the relationship. Spiritual direction is the contemplative practice of helping another person awaken to the mystery of God in all of life and to respond to that discovery in a growing relationship of freedom and commitment. One man tells of the value of spiritual direction. I had a good job, but I wasn't happy with the environment at work. I was also working with young adults at the parish, and that was fulfilling. I wasn't sure what God wanted. Should I continue in my job, go on for my Ph.D.? Was it time to think more seriously about religious life? I just didn't know. I had no spiritual director, so I phoned a priest I knew, and we talked. It wasn't easy at first. I didn't know what spiritual direction was, and I wasn't yet ready to trust. But it has helped me a lot as I continue to discern. The director helped me to bring God into things, to become aware of God's presence throughout the day. I talk to God and he talks to me. Even if we don't have a spiritual director, it will help to consult and talk out our discernment issues with a trusted friend or colleague, especially if that person is a practicing Christian. To sum up, then, the conditions for discerning God's will are that we have sufficient detachment from created things in our own agendas. We seek to do whatever is for the greater glory of God in advancing his kingdom in and through our lives. We must develop our relationship with God in prayer through silence, contemplative prayer, and frequent reception of the Holy Eucharist. And finally, we can seek counsel through a trusted friend, colleague, or spiritual director. The more these conditions are in place, the firmer the foundation of our discernment.